Hello, everyone. This is Mark Davis, and I want to welcome you to the Gospel Explorations podcast, where we gather together each week to take time to explore God's Word to learn how we ought to live in this present age. I'm glad you've chosen to spend some time with us today. Let's jump into today's episode. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm thankful that you've chosen to tune back in again, yet again, for another episode of Gospel Explorations. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 2 today. Uh, We worked through uh, verse 12 the last time we were together. Today, let's try to hit 13 through 18. That's my goal, to get through verses 13 through 18 of Matthew chapter 2 as we continue this story with uh, the Christ child, uh, Mary and Joseph, uh, fleeing from Herod is where we're going to be looking at today. So if you have your Bibles, open them with me, if you would, quickly to Matthew chapter 2, and we're going to be starting at verse number 13. Follow along as I read. It says this, And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the coast thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping, and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and would not be comforted, because they are not. So as we look at this passage uh, today, one thing I want us to notice is that what we're finding here is what we would maybe consider the flight um, from uh, uh, to Egypt, and then eventually the return to Nazareth. And so we see Joseph, Mary, and baby Jesus then fleeing uh, where they're at to Egypt. And it says here that uh, Joseph, in verse number 12, had a dream as the angel of the Lord came to him in a dream. and And the angel says to him, arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt. And so uh, this command is very urgent. It came right when the wise men had departed. So we see verse 12, the wise men depart. And it says, and when they were departed, verse 13, behold, the angel of the Lord. So there's this immediate response. Uh, The Lord came to the wise men, and remember, in verse 12 in a dream, and said, hey, you need to go back home a different way than you came. Don't go back and talk to Herod. That's exactly what they did. So they're, they're leaving town. And as they're leaving town, Joseph is getting a dream, and he's getting this message that he needs to take uh, Mary and Jesus and himself and flee to Egypt. Now, what's interesting is that sometimes when we hear this, we think, man, that seems really odd that these people, uh, you know, Joseph being from Nazareth, these Jewish people being from Israel, why would they flee to Egypt? Well, we need to understand that. In that culture, in that time, in that time frame, there was a large Jewish community already in Egypt, and it wasn't strange at all. The Holy Spirit would guide them there. As a matter of fact, Egypt would have been a natural place to flee because it was a well-ordered Roman province that was outside of the control of Herod. It was outside of his jurisdiction, 
And there's even some ancient historians uh, who have told us that even about AD 40, um, uh, that there was probably roughly about a million Jews living there in Egypt. So this would have been a place they could have gone and felt completely at home, if you will, amongst their own people. And so this isn't like a, a bizarre situation. This really is uh, the working of God to accomplish his purposes uh, for his people. And so we see then that what happens is um, they immediately respond. But Herod, when um, in, at the end of verse 12, we see that it says Herod is choosing to seek the young child to destroy him. And so, uh, again, this is consistent with Herod's character. He was a paranoid individual when he felt like his, um, when he felt like his throne or his uh, control was being questioned. Uh, he just began to off people uh, one right after the other in order to protect himself and to protect his uh, control. And it's interesting that uh, the the natural outflow of Herod is to just murder those who get in his way. And that's exactly the picture here. And that's why the whole, that's why the um, Spirit of God leads them then to Egypt uh, to protect their lives. And then we see that it says in verse 14, when he arose, that is when Joseph arose and took the young child and his mother by night, they departed into Egypt. It, it, it appears that they left rapidly, leaving the very night that they would get the dream. And again, we see Joseph yet again obeys immediately. Uh, we saw this in chapter one. Joseph is told about this child that Mary is going to be having, and he obeys. He responds immediately. Uh, here in this passage, Joseph is given this, this warning uh, to flee, and he obeys immediately. And it's unlikely that um, Joseph ever even thought these things were going to happen when he fell in love with Mary, when he and Mary were a betrothed uh, to be married. And and so, you know, this is quite the whirlwind uh, that's taking place between uh, the two of them and their little family there. And we're not told what part of Egypt that Joseph goes to or even how long they he stays there. Uh, there are some people that say it was six or seven years. There are others that say it was just three or four months. The scriptures don't indicate that, but the scriptures do indicate that they stayed until the death of Herod and that it was fulfilled according to what God had spoken, that out of Egypt he would call his son. And again, this is from Hosea chapter 11, verse 1, another prophecy yet again pointing to uh, the person of Christ. And, uh, you know, just these details, I mean, you know, that that we see in, in one book of the Bible where Jesus has promised to uh, be born in Bethlehem, where he's promised to be born of a virgin in the book of Isaiah. And then, you know, you go from Bethlehem to how is he then being called out of Egypt? Well, of course, we understand, looking at the story now, that they were fleeing, uh, you know, Jerusalem and 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 that area in order to get to Egypt uh, for protection. And so uh, we see yet again that Matthew is making it clear that even as Israel was a nation and coming out of Egypt, even then was a son of God who was born, uh, then taken into Egypt for safety, and he would come out of Egypt uh, to fulfill the very prophecies that were written in the Old Testament. And so it's just remarkable to see again and again and again how Jesus Christ, and through the story and through the situations and through 
uh, the maneuvering of uh, places and circumstances and people that God uh, proves yet again that Jesus is uh, ticking all the boxes, if you will, fulfilling all the prophecies and keeping the very words uh, that were once spoken uh, literally hundreds of years before he came. And uh, he's fulfilling these prophecies uh, remarkably in such a way that when a person looks at it, there's no question that this is the Messiah that God had sent uh, to save the world uh, from their sins. Hey, would you take a quick moment just to listen again and be reminded that we would love to have you take some time uh, to go online and to review the podcast to encourage other Hey there, listeners. I hope you're all enjoying the latest episodes and finding them both entertaining and informative. Before we dive back into today's content, I wanted to take a quick moment to express my gratitude for your incredible support. It's been fantastic connecting with each and every one of you. Now, I have a small favor to ask. If you've been enjoying the podcast and the valuable insights shared, could you please take a moment to leave a positive review and some feedback? Your reviews not only make my day, but also play a crucial role in helping others discover the show. Leaving a review is super easy. Just head over to wherever you listen to the podcast, find our show, Gospel Explorations, and leave a few words about what you love most. It could be a favorite episode, a specific topic you've enjoyed, or simply why you keep coming back for more. Positive reviews not only boost our spirits, but also contribute to improving the show's ratings. The more positive feedback we receive, the more likely our podcast is to reach new ears and make a difference in more lives. So if you have a minute, we would be incredibly grateful for your support. And hey, if you have any suggestions or topics you'd like for us to cover in future episodes, feel free to drop me a message. Thank you for being such an awesome part of our Gospel Explorations community. Now, let's get back to today's episode. So we're going to go ahead and pick up right back where we left off, starting in verse 16. And it says this, Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and then all the coast thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. It's an incredible picture here uh, that this man who was willing to, we know, murder his own wife and sons, then orders the death of uh, these children in Bethlehem. And if you notice, it was that they were two years old and under, and it says because he inquired this of the wise men. Remember, in a few verses before, he had asked the wise men about when they had seen the star, etc., he had begun doing some math and he made a decision that he was going to put to death all the male children in Bethlehem and in the surrounding areas that were on two and under. And it fits within the perfect picture or the, or the picture of who Herod was as an individual. Um, he was completely known for his uh, ruthlessness. It's within his character that he would act this way. And so um, he even had fear that there were some Jewish leaders and he had them arrested on false charges uh, and then eventually had them put to death as well, all in response to these things that were taking place. And so we see his paranoia uh, re- re- returning yet again. And it says, then was fulfilled, verse number 17, that which was spoken by Jeremy or Jeremiah, the prophet, 
And we find in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, that's where this quotation that we read in verse 18 comes from. And it originally refers to the mourning of Israel's mothers during the conquest and captivity of the nation. And um, in this passage, as this verse is quoted from the book of Jeremiah, uh, Rachel mourning is a representation of Bethlehem's mother's mourning over the death of their children. So this prophecy was literally fulfilled when Judah was carried into captivity. And then we see it yet again coming to fruition as the mothers of Bethlehem are crying for their slain children at the hand of Herod. And so Rachel, you know, uh, was a picture of Hebrew women. And we see this, uh, this foretelling, even as it says it was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet. And we, we read here that just as Rachel was weeping over the loss of uh, her children in the captivity uh, during the time, then we see this picture of the mothers of the children in Bethlehem weeping over their loss. And so it's a remarkable story um, as it unfolds the, the evil of Herod, uh, the, the fear of Herod being so um, strong and so overwhelming that he goes and he has these children killed. And yet God had already prepared a way of escape for Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus as they were leaving, you know, literally as the wise men leave, Joseph gets this dream and they leave off to Egypt. And it's just remarkable to see how God uses all these things. And the scriptures tell us that they stay in Egypt until Herod is dead uh, for their safety. And then, of course, there's this backtracking. Then when we get to verse 16, uh, because then we're told about how what Herod does as they're in a response to not hearing back from the wise men and how he responds. And so yet again, uh, we have seen repeatedly in this story, and I think we'll see it unfold throughout the entire book of Matthew, but we see the sovereign hand of God at work and providing and protecting and, and directing uh, Mary and Joseph and ultimately uh, the life of Christ as he uh, does these things, as these things are unfolding with Herod and uh, you know the wise men coming and all of these moving pieces, um, everything moves in unison and in conjunction to then line up with the very prophecies that are foretold in the Old Testament. And we're just reminded yet again that God is sovereign and he's a good God and he has a plan from the very beginning to accomplish his purpose. As we wrap up this section in Matthew chapter two, be sure to join us next time as we continue on as we look at Matthew. Thanks for listening. I hope that you've been both encouraged and challenged today. If you want to connect with us further, please be sure to check us out on the web at gospelexplorations.com. We look forward to having you join us again next time.